What's up, guys? Chris Harry with you on the Chargers Podcast Network. And this is the Backstage Chargers Podcast, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Another episode of Mike and Ike this week. Kicker Michael Badgley and defensive end Isaac Rochelle, they sat down with running back Austin Eckler. Now, Austin went from undrafted free agent to offensive weapon for the Chargers. He details his football journey, which started in a small town of 5,000 in Colorado. So let's get right to it. Here's Mike and Ike with Austin Eckler. Welcome back to the Mike and Ike show, and no, not the candy. It's a show with Michael Badgley and Isaac Rochelle, where we bring players on and we get their perspective of their story. You can find us at the Mike and Ike show on YouTube. You can check out our podcast, Mike and Ike show. And today we have the Austin Eckler. Okay, Ike, let me introduce this guy. Yes, sir. He has become a Los Angeles legend. He was an absolute hidden gem. He wears number 30 for the Los Angeles Chargers, plays running back from Eaton, Colorado, went to Western Colorado University, Austin Eckler. What's up, guys? Welcome, yes. to, the, welcome hey. to the show. Hey, I like the intro, man. Coming in strong. I appreciate it. No All doubt. Right. The I intro like is the me. biggest thing. And just for the listeners and the people that are watching, we really stretched the budget for Egg. <laughs> we bought new Toro machines. And man. yeah, what I mean, we're at like, what, 150 grand for the show? Something like that. Hey, sure, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the grounds crew for setting this up. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, he's behind the camera. Appreciate you, man. But it really is a pleasure to have you, Eck. You're somebody that uh, Badge and I both were anticipating having on because I feel like you just have an unreal mindset. You have a cool story. And I want you to take us back to Eaton, Colorado. When you first started, who was Eck at 10 years old? Man, 10 years. 10 years ago. First of all, I just want to say I appreciate the setup, you know, something unique, you know, get outside a little bit. <laughs> well, you stretch the budget for special yeah, people. Yeah, I like it, you know, sit on the big rig. Listen, but before you get the into 10-year-old before, before Eck, I'm an East Coast guy. I have no clue where Eaton, Colorado is. Right, so uh, Colorado, that's kind of where I grew up. Uh, it's north of Denver, my town, Eaton, Colorado, about an hour and a half. Uh, town about like 5,000. Uh, 5,000 people. Yeah, in the town, yeah. So, so. you own Eaton, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily, but shoot, when you're in a, a small town like that, you know a lot of people, so the community is pretty tight, you know, around, especially around their high school team. And it's all about the high school team because we're playing other small towns, so it's like the, our clique versus your clique, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's actually yeah. crazy that it had 5,000 people. I grew up in a city with 20,000 that I felt like was small. Right. So 5,000, super small. Um, so ten year old Eck, do you know does ten year old Eck know everybody in the town or are you just uh, Shoot, not that not at that gym? age. Not at that age. You know, when you're in a small town like that, I just remember me when I was younger, I would have my friends and we all grew up from kindergarten to we graduated high school. Is it so, all the same one school, K through twelve? Yep, all <laughs> no, not the same. It's not the same building. We got three different buildings, but uh, you know, we were all together. So we, like I knew their families, they knew my family, so we got along great and we just killed everyone in any sport. It's, I'm still stuck on this 5,000 people thing. <laughs> we interviewed Zub, and didn't Zub say his high school had 4,000 people? Yeah, I think yeah, him, he's from him, out here, man. So. Him or Feeney had something large like that. It's yeah. like a small farm town. Like, our town's literally surrounded in cornfields. So well, this is yeah, a, that's why we brought these in. More really. Right, right. So that's what, you know, yeah. Because Isaac, Isaac's a farmer to me. Cause he's it from, seems like it's a reoccurring topic <laughs> on the, the show. from the middle of nowhere in Georgia, and now we got you from the middle <laughs> yeah. of nowhere in Colorado. No, we actually, I actually lived on 80 acres. You know, we you had, lived on 80? We had 80 acres, yeah. You know, what we had, a beast. How yeah. many did you have, Ike? 
We had five, but we had like 20 behind the crib. Okay. That we still had animals on. Did you yeah. guys do anything with the 80 acres? Yeah, you know, we had a field. We know we'd grow silage. It's like a form of corn. And we had wheat, and then we have some horses and some cows every once in a while. So I mean, I had no clue about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my past, man. That's how I learned to work hard for sure back back in the day. This okay. is ten year old act. He learned to work hard. <laughs> I'm working, on the farm. man. So, so small town, same friends all going growing up. Yeah. When did football become a thing? And were there any other sports? Uh, yeah, I kind of played everything growing up, but uh, more so morphed into football, baseball, basketball. And then track in high school. And so, like I said, all of our friends, all of my friends, we all did the same groups, like sports together. We just could hop from season to season. And, you know, yeah, like I said, we just destroyed everybody just because of the chemistry. And, you know, we had some pretty good athletes. Like one of my other best friends, a long snapper for uh, the Raiders. And, you know, he was our tight end back in high school. Is he any, uh, is he any good? Yeah, he was good. No, I thought he was going to go play tight end. He went to CSU, uh, Colorado State University. Nice. And, yeah, he ended up going at, into as a long snapper. But Well, what is that supposed to mean? Hey, you know, it's just, you know, he decided not to go the athlete, <laughs> athlete route. Whoa, <laughs> exactly. you know, you know, I was about to say, know, don't As far as listen. the athletes on the field, the long snapper probably is the most unathletic. Well, that's not just true. Being real. That's not I'm true. Not, what do you mean? I'm the not, most unathletic is the say, kicker. I would say bad okay. is more athletic. Well, well, I've, listen, uh, I know that, but I'm not just going to let you gun the one of the three positions that I hang out with the most. Hey, no, there's nothing against them. It's just as far as, you know, the nature of football, no athletes, doubt. you know, there's not that tier of, you know, fast, you know, tackling. Like, how many there's long snappers make tackles in the NFL? Like, I know a couple. We won't get, we won't, you know what? We won't get into this. I can bet you count on two hands Talk the entire him. year. He's how many, how, out of all the league, out of all 32 teams, long snappers, you can probably count all their tackles on two hands. Well, you know what? Okay. He's your <laughs> buddy. He's your buddy. If you don't think he's athletic, that's on. I mean, he's smart. Shoot, he's an engineer. So, that, you know, well, he's something going for him there. What cool. a beast. Good yeah. for him. For the record, they're not athletes. But, <laughs> so, Eaton. Eaton, Colorado, I'm, I take it that sports were kind of a big deal. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it was kind of a thing that you guys were like, all right, we're here. We don't have much to do. We got cornfields. <laughs> Let's grind. So, yeah, yeah. during, like, school season, and uh, that's when the sports was, like, that my biggest focus. And then, obviously, after after uh, school would end, I'd go and work for my mom's uh, ex-husband. We'd be building fence. And he, had, like, had his own fencing company, and he'd get, like, these big jobs. Like, I remember his biggest job was, like, 26 miles for the railroad. And so we were up, wow. in, Steam- <laughs> we were up in Steamboat, Colorado, pound and post, pound and post right alongside this railroad for as far as we can even see. And so, like I said, that's where I learned to work hard, man. I want to point out, you, Badge grew up just hanging out. He doesn't know about the grind life. <laughs> I grew up putting up fence. Don't try to, don't try to be like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I know about putting up fences. I know about hitting the T poles, doing oh, yeah. all that. Oh yeah, Listen. you're grinding when you're putting up fences. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Don't don't bring me into this because you <laughs> both are farmers. <laughs> it's just a different lifestyle, man. I get that. Lifestyle. I get that, and I never came at any of you. And for I'm, that. no, I'm not saying that. Every, and Isaac's just gunning me. Don't feel like you have to <laughs> feel bad. This man does not know about the grind life. Um, but so you're grinding. I mean, I had no clue you were a farmer. What was the high school football scene like? You said, you know, you had a lot of pride because you're from Eaton, Colorado. You're going to Eaton High School. The Fighting Reds. Yeah. Fighting Reds. Yeah. I read what, that. What was the high school football scene like there? Uh, I mean, we were pretty solid. Uh, you know, we had, we've sent, 
I think I'm like the third that's been in the NFL just from my little school in what? the town of 5,000. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you know Mitch Unrein. He played for like nine years. He's a defensive lineman. He was on the Bears, Broncos. And, and we had a quarterback that was jumping around practice squad than me and Trent now. So I guess four of us. But, uh, yeah, that shoot, Friday Night Lights was the biggest deal because, like I said, the town's pretty small. So, you know, people could just walk to the stadium. And so we'd fill up our little stadium that we oh, had over there. That's the best Oh, yeah. Well, I got to ask you about this. There is one person in particular from Eaton, Colorado, that I got to ask you about, and that is Coach Mont. Oh, <laughs> Coach Mont. Give me a little Bill rundown. Mott. Give me a little give rundown a about shout Bill out. Give Mott. Give me a shout-out Bill Mont. Uh, yeah, shout-out to Bill Mont. If you ever see this, what's up, Coach? You got to tell them who <laughs> Bill Mont is, and then just tell us about Bill Mont. Bill Mont was my uh, high school football head coach. Uh, this man was 76. What a beast. 76 my senior year. And for a 76-year-old, he was still running around, yelling, making sure everyone's up, up to what they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, he ran the field out there. You know, 76 years old. We were always just astonished. Like, what? This man is this old? <laughs> He'd literally be running out there. And he's 76. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, I hope I'm in that good of shape when I, if I get to that old. But, uh, shoot, he would always, you know, he's old. Old school for sure, too. And so, no you know, he wouldn't hold back on, you know, things that were going on. Like, I remember one time we had a bunch of uh, – bunch of people in choir and so they had to leave practice early for choir and go to their concert he's it's not like having final. it i know i just remember go f him f him man <laughs> f him they gotta go sing it it's like whoa coach like chill man like, what a beast take it easy but uh no good old bill you know i'm actually family family friends with his family so we were pretty close yeah growing up He's a beast. He's yeah. a beast based on what you're saying. How much did he have to do with your development, uh, both on the field and then in your journey, your recruitment, and uh, at the end of it, going to Western Colorado? Uh, you know, I actually didn't start, like, getting, uh, like, varsity reps till like, my sophomore year. Like, and I was getting just a few here and there. And, you know, they were struggling before, I, I like, my I got to that level, I guess. And then they're like, hey, well, let's bring this guy up and see what he's got. You know, I was on JV. I remember my friends, like, we all, freshman year, we played JV and C-team. So we get two games a week and just wreck everybody, you know. C-team. C-team, baby, yeah. We go C-team, we say, that's the that's the easy game. Then we go JV, it's like, okay, that's a little harder now, you know. But What is so, that, like, ninth grade ball? Yeah, basically the, basically the ninth grade team. Yeah. You, you guys didn't have a C-team? We had, we didn't have a C-team. That sounds like something Nick DeZubnar played for his hockey team. <laughs> no doubt. Like oh, this uh, <laughs> the hockey. But, no, we had a freshman team, too. We had yeah, a freshman you got C-team, C JV, and varsity. My high school yeah. had 400 people, so total. 400 so, total? I graduated with 67 people. Shout out to Elka. Wow. Here's the thing. So and we a, didn't and have a town any. was 20,000? Yeah. There was a wow. bunch of high schools. Okay. Though, and it was okay. a private school, so it was a smaller school. Yeah. Um, so the C team thing, I have no clue what that is. It's a, we freshman, didn't have a, team. It's all a good. freshman team. It's all good. But yeah, well, but it wasn't until my second year where I really started playing varsity, and then I started, you know, showing that oh, this guy can actually play. And then, you know, just kept developing. Junior year, I split carries with another one of our backs, and then senior just went off. Had like forty three touchdowns, and like <laughs> your senior year, you had forty three touchdowns. I had forty three touchdowns in one year. What do you have twelve games in high school? <laughs> Like eleven, I was scoring like I was scoring like four, five, six touchdowns a game. You know, I was averaging like two hundred forty yards uh, of you, just rushing. Did you guys win any state championships? No, man. Oh, oh always, was that a sore we subject? We always lost oh, in the second round. We need to back down here. Ooh. We always no. My senior year, right, senior year, sidetrack. 
we went into the, you know, we'd come out and do the pregame and everything, and, you know, it's fine. It's it's end of the year in Colorado, so it's getting, it's like wintertime. Uh, it's some cloudy snow clouds coming in. Love like, the okay. details. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just pictures. Snow clouds, heavy gray. You're like, oh, man, it might snow. So we go in right before the game, and then we come out, and all of a sudden there's three inches. That's Colorado. Out of nowhere, three inches of snow. You can't even see from goalpost to goalpost. Everyone's out there trying to shovel snow and stuff like Coach that. Coach Mont's out all there f- grinding. All five. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know where the sideline is. <laughs> Coach Mont's out there like, I do it all. I do it all. Uh, shoot. Mont. But, oh, in that game, like – like literally, we tried to postpone the game, but the other coach they they denied it, and it was good for them because I fumbled like five times in that game. Oh, whoa, it was okay, crazy. We're that. Yeah, yeah, we can cut that. We don't <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that was my senior year. That's how it ended. But uh, you know, it kind of sucks. But anyway, uh, where were we going back? So yeah, we were. I mean, I just asked you want a state title, and clearly that just brought up some horrible oh, yeah. memories. Shoot, for you. We always we're lost gonna, in the second round. I mean, I won. I won a, a state championship in at least one of my three sports, so I just need to oh, say yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's good. You know, well, uh, I wasn't that fortunate. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you you rip off 43 touchdowns your senior year. Uh, when did you kind of think I could go play football at the next level? Because, you know, you went to Western Colorado. It's a Division mm-hmm. two. How did the recruiting process go? Did you ever think, I you know, maybe I don't want to play football? Or what was that whole right. process for you? So I, I knew I wanted to go play football after high school, but I, I wasn't really heavily recruited. Um, Trent, the guy that, who's the long snapper for the Raider, he would always have bigger D1 schools coming to talk to him, and I, they would never talk to me. And I was just like, hmm. Mm. You know, I, mm. like, I saw 43 touchdowns. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, what, do, what do we need to do? Like, like, really, like, what else do I need to, like, like get it? The competition's not great, but I still, like, dominated. Like, I did as much as I could have done. Right. What was your size at that point? I was like 186, 5'8", one, same height, 186. So you're, you're, yeah. it's not like you're super but, small. Yeah, I'm like... You just say you're 5'8". 5'8", 186. Oh, wow. We'll, we'll uh, go change that on Wiki. Wikipedia's got you at 5'10". Yeah, five, We'll yeah. take it. We'll yeah, take it. No, I'm a little more compact than that. It's all good. I think yeah. the roster has me at 5'10", too. You know, trying to make, they're trying to make me a little taller. But uh, so you're 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 like, what do I need to do? Yeah, I'm kind of confused. You know, I'm going to my coach and my offensive coordinator. His twin brother was a receivers coach at the D1 AA in my area, uh, UNC University of Northern Colorado, and I still I wasn't getting any, really any love from them either. So I was like, like am I like? Do I need 44 need touchdowns? Yeah, like what do I? Yeah, do like, I, what do I and he's like, hey man, my <laughs> offensive coordinator is like, look, shoot, I would I would take you when you were a junior, you know. And it just didn't end up happening. And so I had a bunch of Division two schools coming to me. And uh, most of them would say, hey, like, we'll take you as an athlete, see where you can fit in. A couple, hey, maybe you can come play corner. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was my size that people didn't like or my speed because I wasn't as fast then. And I was still young. I was still 17. So I was still developing. And Western State finally came to me and they're like, look, our senior running back is about to graduate. There's a spot. And I was like, yes, let's go. Like someone yeah, finally amen. came to me. To, amen. Someone finally came to me and wanted me to play the position that I wanted to play. And so that's what I wanted to do. And I went with it. It's crazy because it um, seems like it's a reoccurring thing, theme on this show that we have people that come on that it's like, what more do I need to do? Right, I have like, forty-three touchdowns. Right, yeah. Jay Justin Jackson came on. He's like, I had sixty-five hundred yards or fifty-five hundred <laughs> yeah. yards in college, and I mean, like, what else do we need? And yeah, to do? He, yeah. So, so, so you end up you going. You're you're like, I'm going to Western Colorado. 
What does it look like when you first get to Western Colorado? And where were you at mentally when you're finally like, all right, bet, I'm going to Western Colorado? <laughs> well, I actually had two of uh, my other high school buddies that were older than me going there at the time. You were juiced up then. So well, I, they were hyping me up to come come up there. And so obviously on my visit, I was hanging out with them. And so yeah. it was like the best time ever. Getting around. Getting around. It was snowing, though. It's in, a, it's in the mountains. It's at 8,000 feet. It's the highest college in the United States. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a fun yeah. fact. Our cross-country team is unbelievable. Our cross-country team. Oh, they can run for days. They can run forever, for real. And our track team, pretty good, What too. about your kicker? I mean, was he just hitting absolute <laughs> tanks? So what are we doing? Right? I mean, oh, yeah, always trying to wrap it in. I like it. Because clearly your quarterback wasn't throwing the ball because as a freshman, you started nine games and you led the team with 1,100 rushing yards uh, and seven rushing touchdowns. And you were a freshman. Yeah, I mean, shoot, when we got up there, it was, it was rough. I think we won two games. We had, like, four seniors. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, there was no real uh, senior leadership, I, I guess you could say, with four of them. And then, you know, we finally got a group. My The group in front of me, because I didn't red, redshirt, so I was kind of with the older guys, or not older, but the year in front of me, the guys that did redshirt, we kind of stuck together and, you know, made it through. And by the end of, end of it, my senior year, we had 25 of us that graduated, so – we just good. got a squad together, all stuck together, and just went through it all. So you were kind of like, wow, this is just like high school. Yeah, basically it was. <laughs> it really was, you know. And so you're moving along your college career. You're setting school records. It says yeah, yeah his uh, very your sophomore next year. year. Yeah, sophomore year, 1,600 yards, 2,000-plus all-purpose yards, set the school record. Junior year, 19 rushing touchdowns. You're leading Division two in uh, all-purpose yards. Right. I mean, were you like, all right, now you're kind of having the same thought process you had in high school. Like, right. I'm out here eating. Right. At what point were you like, I might mess around and make this run in the league? Yeah, so uh, my head coach actually was Danny Woodhead's special teams coordinator when he was at Shadron, which Shadron's also in our division as well, the RMAC. And so my about my junior year, uh, well, let me go back. My freshman year, after the freshman year, my head coach was like, hey, write down your goals. And I wrote down like a bunch of like individual goals and team goals. And at the end, I just put the NFL logo. I didn't put any words. I just put the NFL logo because I was just wow. in the back of my mind. Did you draw it? <laughs> no, I just copy-paste. Uh, I just, was like, artist, say. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so I just put that on there because it was in the back of my mind. It, was, you know, it wasn't something that I was like looking at right away. But then so my, after my junior year, uh, you know, Teams are starting to call and like actually show some interest. And uh, Coach Baines is that's our head coach. Is like, hey man, like you remind me a lot of Danny, you know. And so after senior year, well during senior year, I had almost every single NFL team come up to Gunnison and watch a practice. So that was like, yeah, Gunnison, Colorado. Gunnison, (laughs) and you know, eight thousand feet. At that point, I was like, well, this is actually like this is a real thing. I'm going for it. Is that surreal? It was just because. there had been no one up there that had, you know, scouts coming to watch him for right. my entire career there. And so I was, the, like, the first one there. And there's only been one other person from Western to go to the NFL. And so, yeah, yeah might, it was. Who, do you know the guy's name? Uh, Sammy Seal. Yeah, he's a scout for the Green Bay Packers. Sammy Seal. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Seal. Seal. Shout out to Sammy Seal. We usually <laughs> always shout out somebody. Uh, <laughs> all right. There and you Coach go. Mont. Like, there you go. There um, you go. So at this point, you're like, all right. Let's see what happens because we got all 32 teams. They should right. be up here. Like, right. not many people have been right. scouted like this, but they came to see Big Eck. Um, what did the process look like when you finally finished your senior year and you're getting more into, like, the weeds of it? Right. So after my senior year, I'm going over, uh, like, we go, through the, go to the break after a semester, and I'm down in Denver, Colorado, and uh, one of my better friends that's a year older than me, Travis Haney, 
uh, he's he was running track, and he's like, look, I work out at this place, Landau, or Landau Performance. He's like, they got a pro day group. And, you know, I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, like, maybe I should go train or do something like that. And, you know, I called my mom, and I called my head coach, and I was like, look, I'm thinking about not going back to school and just training at Lauren Landau and going all in on trying to make it to the league. And my head coach goes, look, if you do that, I'll hold your scholarship for when you come back. You can have it for that last semester so you can finish. That's nice. So just in case wow. I didn't make it, you know, I could come back. So at that point, it was just a no-brainer. It's like, why would I not, you know, just put school aside, you know, because I can come back to that and go all in for a dream that I've had, you know, since growing up. Since and freshman year when exactly. you put it on a sheet of paper. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And, yeah. you know, my mom, she supported either decision. And then, so that was that. I didn't go back to school. I was working out at Landau Performance. Uh, you know, Christian was there too, McCaffrey. And so, you know, working out besides him, you know, I'm just always, I was always sizing myself up because, you know, no he doubt. was first rounder, first, second rounder, ended up going eighth overall. And so, you know, working out next to him, like, okay, you know, maybe I got a shot because I'm working out with D2 guys all the time. So it's like, oh, these guys are bigger, faster, stronger, yeah. all the D1 and the hype on the competition. And I'm, I'm sizing up against these guys. You know, I'm still, You're still pushing a lot of, of weight. You're right? stronger yeah. than all of them. Like in the weight room, these guys are like, oh, my God, like are you guys seeing this dude? You know, no that's what I just take pride in, you know, the weight room stuff. That's just my peace of mind. Which, by the way, I know you guys see him in pads and in helmet all the time, but this guy's absolutely shredded. I think he's got like uh, 2% body fat, maybe less, not sure. <laughs> not to mention but, we call him PF. P pound for pound because he's by far the strongest dude on the team pound for pound yeah and one more fun fact when you ask anybody on the team who would win on america ninja warrior unanimous decision it's austin eckler <laughs> for that reason not even close yeah that not even close. body all right guys a quick break to remind you to subscribe to the all new chargers podcast network wherever you listen to podcasts your one stop for all things chargers directly from the team in-depth conversations and analysis with players coaches executives national reporters and broadcasters and much more chargers podcast network now on soundcloud and spotify subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts all right here's part two of mike and ike with austin eckler you're listening to the backstage chargers podcast presented by your southern california toyota dealers so you're sizing these dudes up you're yeah. like look i know i can do it all right what I'm is chiseled to the bone well, where'd you do? Where'd you do uh, pro day? So I did my pro day. Uh, at Are you CU. checking him out in the locker room? <laughs> Wait a geez. second! No, 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 no. He's like he's chiseled to the bone. Nah, he's like, he's shredded. Up. It's like, uh, whoa! I appreciate but, it, appreciate it. But no, um, uh, Lauren Lauren Landau, the guy who owns the gym, he had a pretty good connection with CU's head coach, and so they let me into there. It was like the after CU's players went, then they had like the add-ons at the end. Sure. And so we went through over there, and there was a bunch of us at first, and then. After the 40, they cut us down to two of us, and then two of us just went on to do drills. Yeah. What savages? They're oh, yeah, it was people <laughs> here. Like, right. Go home. First round of cuts right now, man. No, uh, it was savage. You know, people were pissed off, you know, because she'd been training just as hard as I was. You know, yeah. we got to that, and it's like, well, what, what, what? That's actually crazy but, they're cutting people down at that point. But, I mean, had a great showing at my pro day, and then I was just waiting game from them. And then, so you're you're talking to teams. I'm assuming before draft day, right? right? They're calling you. They're asking you these random questions that you are like, right. you don't really need to know this. Look <laughs> at my film. I balled out at Western Colorado. Right. Um, what did what was draft day like for you? Because you went undrafted. Yeah. Were so, you were you going into it? 
Thank you. You're the first guest. Uh, Here no, we go wise. again. He feels so <laughs> just like the, uh, the victim. Listen, I didn't get drafted. We have a bond. That's, That's us, right. The undrafted folks. Us eighth rounders. <laughs> us eighth rounders third have day. a bond. Third guy. Day, third days. Yes. Well, what, what was the thought process going into it? I mean, were you expecting to get drafted? Were you like, I'm going to have to grind and climb my way up? Uh, well, I had an agent, and you know, going into it, the biggest concern that people would talk to or scouts would talk to him about was, you know, okay, the size and the competition level. Is he going to get out there and he's just going to be, you know, running around, not knowing what to do, playing slow, you know, not being able to be in his element. And so, like, it was like, well, probably not going to get drafted at this point because it's just a team's feel like they can – if a team feels like they can pick you up as a you know a free agent, then they're not going to draft you, right? No doubt. And so that was, that was kind of the thought process going in. So for me, I think it even just worked out in my favor just because I at that point I did have teams interested, so I was able to choose where I was able to go. Yeah. And actually had Green Bay as one of my tops and uh, the Chargers. Green Bay, every running back's trying to go there because they had zero on the roster. Yeah. But then they ended up drafting three. So I was like, okay, my agent called me after the draft. He's like, you're not going there. You're not going there. <laughs> not going there. Right? And so I was like, hey, well, you know, the Chargers were uh, pretty hype on me. I remember uh, Tom McConaughey, who's my scout, he's also scouted Danny back when he was playing. And he was wow. just so excited to see me. He's like, man, you remind me so much of Danny. And I just remember our, confrontra- our confrontation and our discussion up in Gunnison and just got me excited to come over here. And, you know, the Chargers had a lot of run- young running backs on the roster. So I was like, yeah. look, and a new coaching staff, which was yeah. big. So the politics and maybe that that ap- aspect of making it's the team the is gone, right? Because now everyone's on ground zero. So there's right. a lot of different factors they have to look into when you're deciding yeah. a team. And it just ended up just piling up perfect. It's like, okay, this is where I think I have the best chance to make the team. Yeah. And so, I mean, I wasn't here in 2017. But from what it sounds like and how you really got to – get reps at running back other than being a stud during the preseason and all, but uh, you really were a special teams freak. You were making plays up and down special teams, and they were like, this guy, this guy's got to make the team, right? I mean, that's how it all kind of started. Yeah, I mean, I came out and literally I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, look, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm going full try-hard mode. Yeah, full I don't, try I don't, I don't care about anything else. I told my family, look – don't call me and ask me how the days are going. Like, I'm going to be studying, and I'm going full try hard on the field, and I don't even care. I'm just putting everything out there. So when I'm done, I'm done with this experience, I can say that was it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I love that concept, and it's a – I think it's like an idea and an ideology that anybody can have. Mm -hmm. It's like – when you're at our age, you know, Gary Vee says it. He says, any anything you do under 30, there's no mistakes. Right. And you're like, I don't really care. I'm, I'll come back and get my degree. We'll be all right. right. And I am full sent. Right, right. And I think if you watch the Chargers, it's, like, obvious that you're that type of player, too. Because right. you don't come down on the first tackle. Beast. Right. I remember uh, it was a <laughs> special team scout team, and uh, Coach Lynn came into the meeting, and I was the, the personal protector. And I just remember – uh, on that rep, or all, all the full speed reps, we hiked the ball. I checked protection, and I just be running as fast I as I could, <laughs> I as that. fast as I could. I would not let anyone block me. Like I was just running as fast as I could down the middle of the field. And one time, Coach Lynn comes in, is like, Coach Stu, who's that number three? Who's number three? And he's like, he's been, he goes, that's Austin Eckler. He's been doing it all day. We can't block him. And he's just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm standing out, you know, because shoot, I'm on scout team, you know, that's right. how I'm getting the scout team reps, right? So. I got a long shot. I got everything to prove. So any little bit of film I can get out there, I was literally going all out. 
I want I I really want to ask you about this because I remember being in the hotel in San Diego and we would all be like, "Oh, we're done with stuff. Let's go get food like at Pacific Beach." And I just always remember leaving the hotel and looking over and seeing you in the room, like the little conference room right, studying. Right. And we didn't know who you were. Mm. I was telling them, I put you on my phone as Austin Muscle cuz I knew you were strong, <laughs> your name was Austin. Didn't know who you were. What was your nice. what was your mindset when you're sitting in the conference room by yourself studying plays? I think it was probably, yeah, I'm not going to go out with Isaac Rochelle. Probably it's going to be a lot better time just yeah, studying. Look at, you're like, this yeah, guy, look at those guys. Hell no. Look at that soggy body. I'm 2% body fat. I don't want to go eat nachos. Uh, but what were you thinking? No, I, I just remember like my first play. I was just so nervous. Like, literally so nervous that I was throwing up. Like, I threw up in the huddle. I had to pull myself out my first play ever. This is in practice? Yes, in practice. In during practice. OTAs. During Love OTAs. That. Love that. I was throwing out because I was just so nervous because I was just, I was, like, unsure of, like, what I was doing. I wasn't able to play fast. And so that's literally why I was in that, I was in this little room. I remember, you know, when, during rookie minicamp, I had the other running backs, but I was the only undrafted, or only running back we brought in. So it was just me in there studying. And I'd be walking through the steps because, you know, Coach Lynn, he was the old running back coach too, so he'd always be over in our drills right. and just drilling me like, hey, you need to be on this aiming point. That's not the right steps. And so my mind just like, oh, what am I doing, you know? Yeah. So I was in that room just grinding, making sure I was getting all my, you know, points down. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, that's just such like a intense memory in my mind because it's like sobering for me when I'm like, what am I doing? Which, by the way, have you have you ever thrown up from being nervous? No. Before a game or anything? That was the first time no. that ever happened to me, too. Really? Yeah, I just my, I just felt sick and just uneasy I've had, and I, just throwing up. You have? I've had a couple games before, wow. like big, big games in, co- in college. I yeah. haven't done it in the pros yet, but in college, I remember I would throw up. But right after I'd be done throwing up, I'd like look at myself in the mirror and be like, I'm going to have a good game. Oh, yeah. What? I'm get it out. Get it out. I'll get nervous, but I'm not going up. But either way, I think that has a lot to do with just your, like, full send mode. Like, you're so committed to it that it's almost to a point where you become nervous and anxious about it. Right. I love it, though. Right. I got to ask you about this, too. So, you end up making the team. You're grinding. I mean, I saw an interview of you when you first found out you made the 53-man roster. You were juiced up. So, Eckler's first game, He what was the biggest crowd you had ever played in front of in uh at western colorado and high school maybe like like 1500 i what think you, just going through preseason and actually even our training camp had more people than I, were at my game so that kind of hilarious that kind of helped me mask you know myself as far as being in front of the crowd just because we practice in front of it every day kind of helped me get through that when it got to the actual games you know but the opening game at denver it was pretty surreal for me just because it was know, and it was at Denver. It was yeah, at Monday Denver. night football. Yeah, Monday night football. So that place is packed. I remember even going at it was when, crazy. When we played yeah, Denver last insane. year, I remember looking up at that Broncos sign. Mm-hmm. I mean there wasn't a lot of Broncos fans there, but I remember looking up like this place packed. It'd be yeah. nuts. No, it was jam packed. <laughs> it was the first game of the season. I and remember. you're back home. Yeah, back in Colorado, so I got a squad there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they so, all buy their own tickets, or uh, how'd that oh, go? Oh, shoot, that was my rookie year. Heck yeah, they <laughs> buy their own like tickets. What do you mean? First game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking at you now, do you, and I always ask people this, he can probably guess what I'm about to ask. Do you feel like now you are a different Austin Eckler than you were when you first came into the league? Mentally, yeah. How so? Mentally, just because now I'm in a spot where I know that the coaches trust me on the field, and so I'm not really out to prove myself to them. Now I'm out to prove myself to myself that I can do more. How far can I push myself to go? Not just to make the team anymore. Now it's, okay, 
what else can I do? Can I get that starting role? You know, Mel's back. He's starting out. So I got a little taste of it. And it's just like, just keep moving the bar forward for me. And it's, I feel like that's for everyone in their personal goals. How far can I push myself to move my bar and just set, set that, that standard? So when I'm done, I can look back and say, that was everything I had. And I'm looking back, I'm saying, wow, that was a great run. Wow. I just love it coming from Eckler. Out of all people, it's like I can appreciate it from Eckler because we said the same thing with Justin. I mean, I just I, the the point I took from there that I loved was that you're not to you're not out to prove to the coaches or anyone else. It's to prove to yourself. Exactly, exactly. That's why like when people ask me like like who do you compare yourself? Like I, I don't really compare myself to other people. Like I I see it on the stats. Like that's great, but for me, like you can't really compare yourself to anyone else besides yourself in the past. And so it's it's just I don't know. It's like uh, just a mental thing for me. Like I, I want to be the best that I can be, which I feel like that's you know, everyone wants to do that. But that's how I just see myself as comparing. Okay, I'm comparing myself to what I did here, and let's learn from that instead of you know, um, comparing myself to another running back or things like that. That's great, but I think it comes back to yourself because that's really where you can learn. No doubt. And one of my favorite things that happens is when you score a touchdown. <laughs> the classic you hit the absolute hardest <laughs> rock star guitar right right i've ever right. seen and you you might even do it wrong can a few times a few times i've done it this way but i've corrected myself i'm going down uh, up to down now i'm sure we're not the now. first people to get oh, yeah. the oh yeah it's all good no but when i'm playing the car i'm i'm breaking the I mean, strings you're just off. rocking I'm breaking them off yeah. yeah i mean you could even yeah. continue it one time and just strum it and then take it and then slam it on the ground <laughs> I, hey you know you might see that you might see that you know i'm putting it on oh it might hit a look a little swing <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah you spice with it it's funny because you scored your first touchdown ever was the philly game right yeah that's my first regular season carry too first carry was my his first, first carry touchdown. first, first carry, touchdown and he, first touchdown he broke out not the celebration bad. not not that time when did you do it? Because it I was just first Denver. You, it was like the next game, I think. And we're all kind of confused. And everyone's like, and what excited. The we don't like, know how to feel. Right, like, right, right. Why the guitar? <laughs> like, yeah, we, everyone's like, yeah, sick celebration. Weird. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone still says that. It was at, people are on the fence. Weird. I'm a fan. I'm <laughs> so a fan. Just either I like, I like it, it or like, no, nah, you got to change it up. You know? No, I'm well, a huge fan of it. To the to the random fan, they probably are a little confused. Yeah, that's all good. I but mean, now it's a brand. Like, it's who you are. Right. It's just a part of me. You know, it's like my staple, my signature. You know, everyone's like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, yeah, see, you know my name. Hey, you know? Turn yeah, up. yeah exactly. Go. You know, everyone does a bunch of dance moves. People are like, oh, these guys can dance. But now, like, something like staple to my name. Like, oh, guitar guy. Yeah. <laughs> guitar guy. You Everybody know? in Eaton. Colorado. I mean, when we, went right. to, when we went to that Santa Monica Pier draft party, you hit that guitar hard and you jumped into a stage dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually terrified. <laughs> I was terrified. If you watch, if you watch the actual video, I did not jump. I'm like slowly oozing. <laughs> on. I'm like, don't drop me. Like I'm like five feet in the air. Don't drop me. You know? Are we? Is the air guitar inspired by your weird fascination with Slipknot? Oh, hey, yeah. See, I we did our research a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I'm just Slipknot, saying. Slipknot, disturbed. You know, I listen. I love listening to hard rock, especially when I'm working out. And I don't know. I think it's just from being in Gunnison. There was only a few stations, so we didn't like music would come out. <laughs> music, music would get up to Gunnison, Gunnison and I'd be like, "Dang, this is a good song." People are like, "Oh yeah, it's been out for a while." I was like, "Whatever, I'm listening to rock." I mean, what did they the have? They, like they had a country station, classic rock, and heavy metal, and you're just like, "Yeah, I've never even <laughs> heard of the a heavy metal, metal. <laughs> a heavy metal station." I mean, it's not really heavy metal. It's like rock. Like, rock like uh, I think on. I think we can agree that Slipknot 
if that's even how you say it, is heavy metal. That's heavy metal. Is it heavy, though? I feel like if that's not heavy, what is? Yeah, you listen to some heavy metal, then you'd be like, oh, okay, that's different. I mean, like, can you... Can see, you... Slipknot, Disturbed, see, they actually still sing. The heavy metal, I feel like you're really like... You know, like... Actually, oh, that's, like a, that's a nice little... Uh, <laughs> is that not Second like Career? Uh, is that not Disturbed? No, have you heard no. their song? Yes, I've heard the song. I mean, they have some yelling. They have yelling, v- they have they have v- yelling but I don't know. There's more lyrics in it. So I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I just like the music. Whatever. We love the, <laughs> we love the guitar. Do you, know, do you know who Disturbed is? Yeah. Oh, I don't. That song, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know that yeah. song. There that was go. good, too. Yeah, it's Disturbed. There, see, you got a fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who they are, though. But either okay. way, give us a little shout-out, too, to your uh, YouTube channel. Because I've been watching. Oh, if yeah. you're listening, go yeah. watch TNA, right? Yeah, check out TNA. Uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, it's like our little hobby that we do. We just, you know, have fun and just do some challenges, some vlogs, probably get some workouts in the off-season. Uh, like, I, I started my own channel uh, back when I was in Australia working out. and you know, Not bad. Yeah, I was just it was just straight workouts, and I, I loved it. I've you know, film my workouts since I was back in college. You can check on my Instagram. I have my college workouts on there. And so ta- I met Taylor uh, like a year and a half ago. And she, shout out to Taylor. You know, shout, shout out, out to, to Taylor. Shout out to Taylor Frick. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was a vlogger back in her day. And she, like, when she was young, when 12 years old is when she first started vlogging. And so we met up and it was just like perfect. Let's make a YouTube channel. Wow. Um, Match made in heaven. There you you go. should definitely go watch <laughs> a, the video where he. Disguises yes. himself and goes to her work. Yes, so a little shout out to the channel. Yeah, I went to Taylor's work. I'm not going to give you the details. You got to go watch the video. But I went to Taylor's work in a disguise, and I wanted to see if she'd recognize me or not. And that's all I'm going to say. It's hilarious. You got to go watch it. Well, it's funny because the disguise is not that intense. It's not that intense. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to tell you no, what. Yeah, it's... no more details. No, no more yeah, details. Oh, yeah. Go no check it details. out. Go check it out. TNA. Wow, I love it. Well, I, I really appreciate it. I could sit here and talk to you for yeah hours on hours. It's probably been a long time. I feel like we're just you know chatting up. It's flown nice. That's I like what it. We do. I mean, we I can give you the time. exact time. It's been thirty six minutes, but nice. and forty two seconds. Yeah, forty three, forty four. Nah, but this is this has been a great interview. I was looking forward to this one. Yeah, I was waiting okay, to get right. you on here. Oh, I appreciate you guys getting a nice setup. You know, it's changing up a little yeah, bit. Getting, getting me on the, the Mike well, and Ike podcast. You know, I, I didn't even know that you were such a farmer. I knew Ike was a farmer, so this yeah. kind of uh, works out perfect. Yeah, that is crazy. All right, appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. All right, brother. All right. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us on the Backstage Chargers podcast, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Remember, be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network. We got Playmakers on Wednesday with Haley Elwood, Chargers Weekly on Thursday, and of course, the final drive presented by Mercury Insurance after Sunday's game against the Steelers. Have a great week, and until next time, I'm Chris Avery.